Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. It's 20 after 10 o'clock and we're taking a look at this story now. A budget shortfall in the KwaZulu-Natal Education Department will now result in over 100,000 learners not being able uh, to go to school or at least not having transport for them to go to school provided. We were scheduled to speak to uh, the acting MEC for Transport, Community Safety and Liaison in the department. But, um, you know, he's unfortunately currently pre occupied we now have dr vusimuzi nzama who is the hod in the department of education i think he was on the line if i hope that was not him i heard dropping okay so we're going to redial uh, dr nzama he's going to explain exactly what the problems in kwazulu natal have been and why it is that um, these young school-going children are not going to be able to access transport dr nzama good morning Good morning, how are you? And good morning to, to the listeners at large. Why are you not going to be able to provide transport for these school-going children? This, this problem has history. We have been in this situation, situation for years, dating back to 2015, 2016, where the, we have uh, a problem of financial constraints, not being able to provide adequately in terms of money. As a result, uh, our budget is coming from 2014 214 million rands per year to transport learners that are over 100,000. And upon looking at the calculations, currently we are sitting at 366 to the, to, to the maximum of 390 million after a top up from Treasury. And that 390 million only provides that we transport learners at 42,000, 45,000. And we are currently experiencing a problem of overload. Because we can't go beyond the 390 million that government has allocated. And as a result, we are really constrained financially at a time when the demand for trailer transport is, is, is huge. Uh, we are sitting with applications of, of learners, uh, parents, uh, to the amount of, uh, to the number of, of total of uh, 170,000 learners that want to be transported. But you can only provide for a quarter to that uh, total. And that uh, financially, you can only provide for nine, three, nine, for, for 42,000. And we are really, really constrained. And being a rural province in KwaZulu Natal, with 12 districts, about seven districts, about nine districts being rural Herikwala, Majuba, Zululand, Umkanyaguche, King Tetuayo, and many others up to the level of, um, of Mapumulo, uh, 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 Ilembe. We are really constrained because those areas and really, really in demand of transport mm-hmm. where learners have to travel more than 20 kilometers uh, in the morning. By the time they arrive in school, they are hungry, they are tired. Though we provide innocent people, they are tired and there is lack of, they fail to, 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 to concentrate on their work. Do, do, really, the, yeah. the, the concern is, is budget. Budgetary, nothing else. Do, Dr. Nzama, just to understand what you're saying correctly, are you saying that the department has been unable to provide transport to the majority of learners who need it for the last couple of years, that you have never been able to do that? We have never been able to do that because for us to be able to provide that for that function, we need about a billion rands, if not one billion, 1.2 billion. At a time when we have only 390 million, but we have been to, uh, we have written to Treasury provincially and nationally, have written to DPE. We have, have uh, we have made all inquiries within the department, within the province, within the provincial government. 
but you seem not to be getting joy. And I'm, I'm making another attempt right now as we are talking to request for more funding at least to the tune of one billion so that I'm able to, tra- to transport all 170,000 learners that are desperately in need of transport. So, so then what do you expect these learners to do? Because if out of 170,000 you can only transport 42,000 learners, what are you expecting the rest of them to do? The difficulty is that I don't have a straightforward answer because we need to provide adequately in terms of funding so that they're all provided adequately. But we are really struggling, and it's unfortunate that uh, I, will, I will let the situation continue like this, but on the other hand, make sure that I put pressure on government to provide for these learners, and I'm doing that, and I, will, I want to confirm that that has been done by, my, by MEC Mshengu, myself, and previous MECs have done that. Even the, the portfolio committees are putting pressure that government provides more so that we're able to, to, to provide for, for, for Lenox transport. Sure, but, but, but you're saying that you have been unable to provide the service, at least for the majority of those who've indicated that they need it. And I'm asking you that in the absence of this provision, what are you expecting these miners to do? Because I'm also assuming that um, the majority of them would be coming from schools that are considered your low quintile schools. Ma'am, I, the straightforward answer is that um, it is painful to say this, but uh, the situation is like that for now. But we are working hard to make sure that it, the situation is resolved. Yes, but what but, are you expecting them to do? Are you saying that as the department in uh, KZN, you are expecting that these youngsters, I don't know what their age groups are, but effectively you are expecting minors to walk from their homes through all sorts of different types of terrain to make it to school because you are unable to provide that service and yet you still want them to receive an education. I'm saying, ma'am, uh, indeed, it's painful to to uh, to, to say yes. Is that the situation? But we are working hard to make sure that this problem is resolved. But you're obviously not working hard enough. Not if you've had this problem, as you have said, we, we, until we, we, a, we, from about uh, 2014, I believe you said. Yes, yes, yes. It is true. I cannot hide this. It has been like this before my time up to now, and I'm dealing with it head on. And I want to make sure that it's resolved. But it's all about the fact that it's not dependent on, on the office of the head of department, on the office of the MEC. It's dependent on the government. And you are persuading the government to provide for these learners. And we're working hard as a department of education to make sure that we provide adequately. But maybe if you well, ask what, me what, this what, question, Would you do the same thing? Would you do the same thing that you are expecting these minors to do as officials? Because you're effectively saying, look, we're, we're doing our best. And the fact that we aren't able to provide transport for, for all of you, well, that's just too bad. That's just what the situation is. Would you do the same thing? Would you walk five kilometers to your office every day and come back? You are asking me a, a very uh, uh, important question. It is true. It's impossible. But I've explained the circumstances that I'm, I'm confronted with right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm making a commitment that uh, we're going forward with the work that, that I'm doing, and it's going to be resolved because uh, it's not myself, it's not the Department of Education. The number of structures that are working with me right now to, to try and coerce government to, 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 I mean, to respond positively to the request that you are making of 
additional funds because it's only that constraint that is confined that is i mean pro- giving us a lot of problems in terms of providing adequately for this learner but, but, but Dr. Nzama, do you understand where I'm coming from, though? That you, as, as, as an adult male in this country, wouldn't walk five kilometers to and from your office. But yet, you're expecting minors who are not just young boys, but also young girls. And we'd know what happens to children in this country. And you're effectively saying that the only way they can access their education is by putting their lives in danger in one way or the other every single morning as they try to access their way to a better life. I've admitted the, 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 the statement that you're making, and I'm, I'm committing that uh, much as I agree it's with pain in my heart, but I have to continue trying. It's something else where I would say, no, I'm just relaxed about this. I'm not happy about this situation at all. I'm really in pain, and that's why I'm doing my level best. Have you tried to to seek help outside of of, of the department? And firstly, perhaps, if if you can give us, you know, who have you approached in Treasury and and, and what have they said to you? Uh, I'm not, I don't have records because I'm in the car right now. Mm, mm. But uh, Treasury is a big uh, unit uh, that controls finances. If you write to Treasury, you'll be saying to Treasury, look, this is the problem that I'm confronted with. I would like to solicit your support in this regard. And then they will tell you, they will ask you to provide a written request with calculations, qualification of your, the extent of the problem in terms of finance. They will assist you. And Treasury, I must be honest, has been assisting. We are coming from 214 million rents per month a year. And Treasury at one stage gave me about 240 uh, over and above that. Last year, they top up from 366 to 390. They are trying their level best. I must be honest with you. What is impossible is to provide up to the, an amount of, of a billion because Treasury works with National Treasury. They work with TPE. So there are a number of structures that are involved here. That's why I'm persuading all of them to look at the problem. And, and DPE has admitted that case that is underfunded and they're doing something about that. I'm saying to you, it's a matter that is being attended to as given agency. And it's been sure. to Dr. Nzama, I'm going to ask you to please just stay on the line for me. Dr. Vusimusi Nzama is the HOD in the Department of Education in KZN. It's 10.30. I'm going to go to news headlines and we'll continue our conversation with him after this. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. You're live on The Talking Point. We're taking a look at the issue of scholar transportation, in particular in the KwaZulu-Natal province. This is where a budget shortfall is going to result in over 100,000 learners not being able to access transport, at least to get them to school in the 2021 financial year. Dr. Vusimo Sinzama is the HOD in the Department of Education in that province, and he joins us on the line. Dr. Nzama, I'm just making sure that you're still there. Yes, I'm here. All right. So I'm going to take a quick call. Mr. Ngome Zulu, uh, he's calling us from KZN as well. It's on this very same issue of scholar transport. Mr. Ngome Zulu, good morning. Mr. Ngome Zulu? Yes, hi, sister. Hi, can hi. you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, hi. Sister, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm very disturbed about... Um, what, what what seems to be happening and the stand of the department. I sympathize to a certain extent with the department, just like any other 
government department. But I think where the problem may be not being looked at is, maybe Dr. Nzama can provide more clarity. Who is being hired to transport these kids? And what cost are they paying? I mean, it is good and well to hear all the, you know, millions and millions that have been spent. Mm. But I think the issue that goes on here is the efficiency and the cost, the, the, you know, the value for money that we're spending. Mm. Um, um, and, and, and I think that it's a common phenomenon with all the department. I'll tell you a very personal experience that I've had at the first question. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a businessman. Um, I run properties and a certain lady came to me looking for a space to rent for offices. And uh, when I asked them, they had gotten a contract to transporting their kids. And to tell you the truth, this was a mere female who did not have any experience in transportation, had, had not even had Mr. Nkomesulu, I'm having big difficulty with your line, unfortunately. We're going to have to try and redial you because uh, you are okay. also on the move. Maybe just consider if you're able to uh, pull to the side of the road because this line is is not holding up. Let me go to Anonymous in the interim. Anonymous, good morning. Morning, good morning. Hi. How are you? I'm well, thank you, sir. Go for it. Good, good, good. Ma'am, I couldn't agree more with you. Uh, the government needs to have planned uh, I think this is a, this is a result of poor planning. Mm. Um, I mean, if you are telling me that there's 60-odd thousand out of 100 and some odd thousand that have been transported, uh, where did these kids come from? I mean, they were always there. They were mm. always waiting to go to school. Yeah. So I couldn't agree, and I, I do believe that uh, the, the departments need to need to take a firm stand in the transportation of these children. Yeah. Uh, it, it's actually sad and it's actually dangerous for them to be walking. It is quite dangerous. And, you know, if, if memory serves correct, there was a story of a rape of a minor on her way to school. I think that also took place in KZN last year. I just need to find uh, the details of that story. But that's the risk that, that young children, you know, face when you are leaving them effectively to the elements, you know. Exactly, and we can't expect mm-hmm. them to function optimally at school uh, if they are walking five kilometers a single trip every morning yeah. and every evening. Yeah. Uh, their concentration levels are not going to be at the best. All right, Anonymous, thanks for that call. Anonymous calling us from out in KZN. Mr. Ngomezulu, I understand you're back on the line. Yes, it is. Hi, I don't know how where you lost me. Um, but I was still trying to explain this story. I think to, to cut the message short, then... Uh, was to do that to transport learners it was a person who did not know even how to you know who did not even own a, a kumbi or a taxi mm. and they had gone to look for a big corporate you know um sorry to say but it was an indian owned company that was behind that they had to contract to then you know, render the service. And and to my surprise, and you ask yourself this question, so we are paying, the department is probably paying two people here to render the same service, you know, to render one service. Mm-hmm. The other person charges the other person. And then at the end of the day, the department says they don't have money. Now, the question of, you know, the value for money, I think it's where we need to start. With the same amount of money that they're spending, the department could bend, could, could bend the rules 
to think in a long term to say, how do we possible buy one bus per school? Because they know those schools. The situation is not going to change next year or in the next mm. few years mm. that those schools would, 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 would not require transport. And why can't we, with all these billions, why can't we invest in just buying one bus per school? Why do we have to be tendering and finding ourselves asking for the project each year? Mm. All right, Mr. Ngomezu, it's a very different, it's a very important question. You know, why are we not building the internal capacity? Dr. Nzama, perhaps uh, you can answer that question. I thank very much. Uh, thanks to the two uh, colleagues that have connected. Um, starting, starting, starting from uh, the, the, the the last uh, question, uh, responding to the last question, uh, it's not going to be easy to engage into a question like this over the phone. We, we, that, that has been tried, and uh, the question of the bus uh, services that are run by Indian community, we don't discriminate. So, so, sorry, what has been tried, Dr. Nzama? The question of buying buses and the hiring of drivers. And, and then what happened? Things. It's not going to work for the department because it's not our our line uh, of doing things. Where our core function is teaching and learning. When it comes to that, it's not going to be, we won't be able to sustain that. We have tried it, but uh, if you need... So, so is, why didn't it work previously? Just give me the specific reasons. The, the question of buying buses, getting drivers, getting uh, look at the issue of, le- of roadworthiness is a responsibility of the Department of Transport. It can't be done by education. We have done that research, and it pointed to the fact that it, 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 the, the government is not going to sustain that problem, and that, that, that issue. And it's still with the Department of Transport to look at and get, a, a, get, get advised by the Department of Transport, because it's not our core function as a Department of Education, your curriculum delivery and management. But uh, it's something that we've tried, and it has a lot of dynamics, uh, something that I cannot get into uh, uh, into details right now. But we, we are aware of what... What, what are those dynamics? Uh, since it lies with the Department of Transport, they also have a good understanding of, of, of the problem that we can come across with. And failure to maintain those buses and failure to provide for the monitoring firms and all of that, and to keep to make sure that those, those buses are adequate. Because currently, we have 495 buses that are already in use. We have, um, we have also many buses and taxis. And if we are to buy buses from now, it will mean that we'll, have, and that we'll end up doubling the number of buses that we have in, in the system, and it's going to take long. Rather, let's look more and get more, more buses into the system. And then two, uh, the question of, of, of whether what, what is being provided is value for money, we have gone through all, all that. We have accountants, we have people that have done the calculations, and we are aware that uh, we are currently providing adequately for the money that we have. And okay. as soon as, as we solicit support financially, we'll be able to, ex- to expand. But uh, uh, may I say this, that uh, colleagues who, who spoke about Indian community and all of that, I want to not to respond to that because it's a little bit political. It's beyond my control. I can't talk about racial groups who are involved. But we have dealt with that. I can confirm that uh, a day before yesterday, we went to we went to uh, to Pashipstein to look at the at the buses that are owned by an African person, Mr. Mapumulo. There are 95 in the in the, in the depot, and out of those buses, we have buses that are already contracted to provide general transport. They are solely owned by one African person. And there's no middleman when it comes to those buses. But for now, let, let me, because we are in the, in, 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 in the public 
here just not talk about details and, and racial proof because I will end up in trouble. But, but you, Dr. Nzama, the, the difficulty is that, you know, this interview is supposed to shed light and help the public understand what the issues are when it comes to the procurement of transport. So just by way of the way in which you have answered the question and especially commented on the issues raised by our listener suggests to me that there's much more to the story than what you are letting on right now. I'm saying the question raised by the business people that you have connected are posing a challenge because I will have to get into businesses, yet there are a number of business people who have an interest in this product. So I'm going to confine myself to the question of unavailability of funds, but not a critic that says it's not available for money, they can do it better than with what we have. We have gone through that. We know we are, we are handling that using our accountant. And the, our learner transport function lies or resides with the Department of Transport. They are running this function on our behalf because our core function is to focus on it. It's, it's just teaching and learning, which is the delivery of curriculum. But we seem not to be having a problem with the processes that are unfolding and the contractors that we have. All I'm saying is that we don't have adequate funds to provide more. And that's what we are working on day and night. To see that to, to see to it that uh, we get more funds so that we are able to put more more passes. Nto- n- let me go to Ntobeko and Peter Marisberg. Ntobeko, good morning. Yes, good morning, Kathy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm fine, thanks. Uh, good morning to your guests. Uh, uh, Kathy, you are right. There's more to the story rather than what Dr. Nzama is letting on. Mm. If you recall last year, there was a court order issued by the Peter Marisberg High Court which compelled the state to provide learner transport. Yes, and they had to be taken to court just to be yes. able to provide the service. This is last year, and obviously Dr. Nzama is alluding that the issue has been with them since 2015. Uh, what I can deduce from the whole scenario and everything is that the department is not prioritizing the issue, and there's poor planning to make this to be a reality. Mm. Uh, if you look... During the uh, lockdown level five and lockdown level four, when the schools were actually closed, the department was actually providing food service provision, the meals to the learners. Uh, learners which are technically not in schools. Well, I could understand that their reasoning was that uh, some learners actually did not have a meal at home, so they would rather go to the school to go and collect that meal which they can have maybe in a day. Mm. But if you can go and do a thorough uh, assessment of how many kids did pitch up to go and collect that food, you'll be amazed because almost less than 20% of the overall learner in the school were able to go through. So how many millions and millions of rents did the department pay out to to these food service providers who were providing to non-existent learners? Mm. The, the food was actually taken by the people who are preparing it because it was a waste. Uh, also, you may deduce as well that where the learners were unable to go to school due to the distance, the food was also provided there. So that's why I'm saying it's poor planning and the priorities are not actually meeting the, the, the needs of the learners. This is what, this is what I can draw. Mm. And uh, Dr. Nzama is not putting the whole story out. Uh, there are issues which is not putting out. Uh, you'll find that 
at the end, they, they will say it's not necessarily they are competent. It's supposed to be the Department of Transport to provide the, the actual uh, transportation services. But the schools are the domain of the department. The department knows where they are, Absolutely. how many learners are there, how many are required to move from this point to the other point, uh, what is required, and prioritize accordingly. Absolutely, Ndobeko. Thanks for that call. Ndobeko out in Peter Maritzburg. Dr. Nzama, um, you know, just one final one for you, because as Ndobeko rightly, you know, put out there, the reality is that in, in the failure to actually provide this transport, you're also in breach of the of, of that court order. I, 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 I think uh, the gentleman that I've just spoken need to be clarified. Well, he's mixing issues. The issue of land of transport and NSNP are two different uh, functions. NSNP is providing meals at 1.7 billion lands per year, and it's, it's, it's managed in terms of its own policy for, for specific quantities. So then the land of transport is, is a function that has been given to transport to run because our function, but the analysis and the allocation of funds fall within vote five of government. And is provided, and 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 and, and, and Department of Transport doesn't dictate to us. We dictate because we we, we are responsible for land transport policy. We are responsible for funding. We are responsible for in-depth analysis of the needs of learners. We are, we are the one that has come to the point that looking at the needs because they come they come through on a daily basis. Request for land transport doesn't come once. Even today, I'll be receiving some. Tomorrow, next day, and so on. But they are quantified. They are now sitting at 170. When they come, we look at our financial uh, capacity as a rural province. And we say, this is what we can provide, but let us look for more. But we can't take the money from NSP. You know, we are audited by AG. We can't take the money from NSP from a different allocation and move it to another. Now, right I, I now, don't think that that's what he was suggesting, Dr. Nzama, no, but, but you no, know, I, I also have to no, 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 no. I also have to move on because, you know, we, we, okay. I'm scheduled to speak but to I another guest. It is as if NSP has money that is not used. We are using the money under NSMP and we provided meals during lockdown and they, they were, we had court order to provide and we had to respond positively to that order. order, order, order. But, uh, but let me conclude by saying that uh, we are mindful and we are, we, are, we are aware and it's not easy and it's painful. That's why MSA took this to the media because it's something that we are working on and we are not happy with. Yes, but, but are you doing this because the likes of Section 27 have been raising this issue even no, through the no, courts? No, 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 no. So no, in, no. effectively, you are saying this to preempt the fact that there could well be backlash when another academic year begins and you are still not able to provide transport services for the children of, of KZN. Let, let, me, let me clarify, section, uh, uh, section 27 only spoke about four schools at Ingutu. They took us to court. They won the, 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 the judgment, came to the department that we must provide for those four schools at Ingutu to the tune of about 2,000 rents per year, and I'm providing for that in response to the, to the court judgment, and it's totally unrelated to the whole provision. And, and what we are doing is not incited by what uh, what uh, equal education did is something that the department has been has started long ago to try and provide for land transport and to solicit more financial support so that we are able to provide adequately.
Dr. Vusimusin Zama is the HOD in the Department of Education in KZN. Let me thank you so much for coming on to the show today.